Well, hello there, dear Bleak and Review listener. Happy Friday, or whatever day it is for you when you're listening to this. This is Kevin Anderson, your intrepid host with the intrepid most. <laughs> I'm a big dumb idiot. This is uh, one of those Fridays where I do not have a Bleak and Review episode ready to go, but I do have treats. Don't worry, I have treats for you. Uh, you know that uh, you know there was a gap there where I didn't have episodes coming out, and then I had an episode coming out, and I was back on track, really, really uh, just scheduling the shit out of stuff, and 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 really feeling good about where I was at after my whole uh, you know detox meltdown and whatnot that you may have heard about on previous episodes. And then on the day uh, that I was supposed to record this episode, the one that was supposed to come out today, um, my guinea pig died. My little guy. He was old. And it was something that I was mentally preparing for for a while because, you know, piggies don't live too long. He was about seven, and that's a pretty ripe old age for a piggy. But I um, I didn't really feel like recording that night because I was really sad because, you know, he's my little guy, and we were friends, and I miss him. So in lieu of having a bleak and review, which, you know, we'll be back up and running next week, of course... I'm unlocking an episode from the Bleak and Review Patreon for all of you who have not yet subscribed to it, which is fine. I'm not judging you. <laughs> There's so many Patreons out there and so many people asking for a little bit of money from everywhere. And I get it. It's overwhelming. I only follow three Patreons myself. I understand. But uh, this is an episode I was meaning to release for free anyway. Because it is the first part of a three-part saga that's going to be wrapping up next week. Where my co-host Hollis Black and I discuss the creepypasta YouTube phenomenon, Petscop. Now, Petscop is a doozy. And I'm not going to talk about it too much here in this intro. Because in the intro of the Patreon episode that we're about to throw to... I talk about it there also, and then we talk about it on the episode. But, but rest assured, it's one of the weirdest things we've covered over there at uh, for the Fun Hinged podcast on the Bleak and Review Patreon. And um, because today, on the day that this is coming out, uh, part 1.5 of the series, we decided to do a three-part series with one, 1.5, and two because we're stupid idiots. That just came out on the Patreon today. So if you like this episode that's coming up here, feel free to go over to, you know, Bleak and Review. Go over there. Go over there and check it out. Go over to patreon.com slash bleak and review. Consider throwing me five bucks, you know, for as long as you want. Um, and check out uh, episode 1.5, which just came out. And then we're going to have next week, we're going to have uh, episode part two of Petscop coming out with a special guest to really dive into this second half of this insane thing. It's like a 24 episode long psychotic experience. Uh, one of, like I said, one of the weirdest things I've ever experienced. So we really had to break it down into several different episodes to even wrap our heads around it as a concept. And you know, while you're over there, if you decide to uh, stick around on the Patreon for a while, we got a bunch of other cool shit too. So once again, patreon.com slash bleak and review, go check it out. See what you think. I'll link it in the episode description. So again, Thank you so much for your patience. Uh, Bleak and Review regular episodes shall return next week. And uh, pour one out for Boo, my little guy. And for Banjo, because he's sad. My other piggy's sad because his, his buddy went. And he's getting a new friend soon because they're social creatures and they need to be buddies. But until then, it's just going to be me, me and him holding it down. He's a good little boy. So, you know, go subscribe to my Patreon because you feel bad that my pet died. <laughs> or, you know, just because, you know, you want to. Uh, do whatever you want to do. Uh, we're going to go ahead and throw over to Fun Hinged episode number nine, Petscop part one, with me and Hollis Black right now. Enjoy. Hello. Hello and hello to you, dear Funhinged listener. Happy 2021! I hope your New Year's was nice. This is Kevin Anderson, one half of your hosts for this podcast that you are currently listening to, probably on Patreon. Although it may be released for free at a later date because this is the first half of a two-part episode in which myself and my co-host Hollis Black 
dive into one of the most fascinating things I've ever seen. It's called Petscop. If you're a fan of YouTube-based creepypasta, you might have heard of it. I had not heard of it before Hollis uh, brought this to the table. And this is going to be one of the times when I recommend that listeners actually watch some of this before even listening to this episode because this is probably the weirdest thing we've covered. I mean, I know we've only done like nine episodes so far, but this is probably the weirdest thing that we have covered so far. And it's, as you'll hear later in the episode, it's very hard to just talk about without having any sort of visual understanding of the medium because it's very specific. It's a let's play of a video game that doesn't exist that tells a bigger story. And that's all I'll say for now because Hollis will explain it much better in the actual episode. So yeah, I'm going to put the link in the episode description. I advise people to watch a couple episodes of it. We did episodes 1 through 10. All of these episodes on YouTube vary from 2 minutes long to 9 or 10 or 11 minutes long. So it's pretty easy to binge as the kids say. We did episodes 1 through 10 for a very specific reason, and hopefully next week we will have the rest of the series covered, because there is a very specific reason that we are breaking it up into two parts, and I'm not going to say anymore, I don't want to spoil anything, all I will say is that, content warning, there is discussion of child abuse and specific antiquated therapies that have been done unto children in the past that may be triggering to some people. So, you know, there's that information. (laughs) Uh, That being said, we don't really dwell on the child abuse. It is just something that comes up. So I wanted to put that out there. I'm not going to say anymore. I'm going to just roll right into the episode because this is a doozy. Please enjoy Fun Hinged with Hollis Black and Kevin Anderson. Episode 9. Petscop Part One. Yeah, the boss did that. Is oh wow, okay. Because it was this thing of like, I sent him a text like, "Hey, can we talk one on one tomorrow?" And moment of drunken courage, and he said, "Sure." Sure. And I realized that like, okay, the only way I can like pull this off is if I immediately get really aggro and really macho about this. Yeah, go from the angle of like, look, man. I'm not afraid of coronavirus. I'm not afraid of what's going to do to me. I'll be fine. But my roommate has respiratory problems, and don't you fucking dare act like I'm weak for wanting to protect him. Yeah. Hell yeah. You can't put his blood on my hands. Eat shit. <laughs> like, and, and he probably respected you for that. He did. That's fucking hope. That's so fat. Because you're, you're so not that guy. No, <laughs> aggressively not. But like, I know how to turn it on. Like, so. Right. Yeah, it's it's like especially like you're saying that drunk confidence thing. It's like it's how I feel when like I'm like feeling myself super hard and like like at like a party or a bar. I'm just like, oh, don't worry, I'm more clever and interesting than everybody here, and I will prove it with every syllable. And then as soon as I leave the bar, I go, fuck, everybody hated me. I fucking suck. <laughs> but like in that moment, when you when you can key into it, it, it does it does happen because I've kind of seen you do that a little bit before too. Like where you like got like very passionate and like. And like stood your ground on shit, but then afterwards you're just like, eh. <laughs> oh, totally, totally, yeah. It's uh, that thing of like, ah, I've been around hardcore and my dad and welding enough that like I know how to pretend to be the most macho guy in a room, even though that's not who I am. You don't want to fuck with me, bro. I used to weld and I got a dad, <laughs> 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 which is as good a place as any to come in from this cold open. I do have to do my vocal warm ups though, real quick, if that's okay. Sure. All right. <clears throat> he watched a game that made him scared and changed his name from Kevin to Care. <laughs> <laughs> Which makes sense to nobody yet. <laughs> yep. Oh, oh my boy. God. Uh, I don't even want to riff on that because that's all I got. I thought of that five minutes ago. Welcome, of course, <laughs> dear Patreon subscribers and others. It is a free episode at some point. Who knows? Uh, this is Fun Hinged. We are back 2021. 
Yeah, baby. <laughs> that's about Don't all. Die. That's about all the enthusiasm that we could possibly <laughs> muster for Twitter. Yeah, yay. <laughs> yeah, I remember. I remember like getting on Twitter to to like point out that like, hey, for anyone that's listened to Bleak episodes in the past, where we do the yearly roundup. And it's always a bummer because at some point I will say, well, my life's getting better. I think the world's going to get worse next year. And you're like, come on, it can't possibly get worse. <laughs> and I was like, no, I think it will. You know, I uh, thought I thought about that that <laughs> week. And I was like, as I was like, what do I put out? I didn't have an episode and I was out of town. And I was like, oh, this is when me and Hollis would normally do our year wrap up thing. I don't think either of us wants to do that. No. <laughs> so I skipped like, it. Like top three movies. Let's see. Uh, Palm Springs and fuck, what movies came uh, out? Palm Springs, Mank, and Sonic. <laughs> <laughs> That's all I fucking saw. Um, but of course, instead that week, as people probably already know, I did end up putting out a uh, teaser for our last episode of 2020, which was Suicide Club. And uh, of course, I'm Kevin Anderson. I'm Hollis Black. And we are back here with 2021. I wish I could say the subject matter we're discussing today is less fucked up than Suicide Club was. <laughs> it's different, though. It's different. But before, but before we get into that, uh, I haven't talked to you in a while. I figure we should, uh, how, how were your Hollis days? Uh, <laughs> I survived them. I, I worked on New Year's Eve. I worked on Christmas Eve. Me, same. Um, <laughs> My boss is a loud libertarian shithead. Um, still, <laughs> still steadfast. Yep, yep. And I'm just kind of surviving. It's a lot of like just keep your head down, do your job. <laughs> I feel like I feel like this holiday season was the first time, and I usually get a little depressed around the holidays. But like usually, you know, you can at least see some family or do something interesting. But like the holidays in general, they don't carry the same magic that they used to, and that happens to all people, I think. Totally. But I feel this year I really, really felt fucking seasonal affective disorder. Like, and obviously, oh, sure. of course I did. It's just like the first time I was like, oh, this is why people kill themselves on Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> uh, did you yep. feel any different than normal or was it kind of par for the course for you? Uh, a little bit par for the course. I don't know. I've never really been a big holiday person. Like, my mom's always made fun of me for it that, like, I just don't like Christmas very much. I think right. it's mostly just an excuse to be like capitalism. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, and yeah, like that's just not my jam. And you're always the person at the the holiday gathering that's like, yeah, but you know this is all bullshit. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> the hallmark, so hallmark holiday, man. Valentine's Day doesn't matter unless you're in a relationship, and then it's really fucking important and scary. <laughs> 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 yeah, I I feel like I feel a little bit of that too. I actually specifically, you just made me think of a memory of one Christmas many years ago when I got a really bad flu like on Christmas Eve and I was just like puking all day. And I just remember telling my dad at one point, I fucking hate Christmas, man. <laughs> and he goes, and like, he was trying to be sympathetic and shit. Cause he knew I was feeling terrible. But he's like, it's not Christmas. You're sick. Shut up. Like, <laughs> I was like, that's fair. That's fair. But this year I definitely like, I did travel a little as you know, and as listeners probably know, but like, it was literally just like me and my mom, uh, and her boyfriend and just like in a house a big a big big quiet house and uh not seeing any hometown friends or anything because of covid and i just really uh really drank a lot <laughs> yeah pretty much the same uh just the holidays were mostly just drinking alone and then occasionally like calling a friend and then the next morning being like what did i say i god i hope i didn't embarrass myself oh, no. <laughs> oh the amount of facebook messages that i sent out at 4 30 and then saw at noon and was yeah. just like didn't that didn't need to be there <laughs> <laughs> i will say i got through the holidays without showing my dick to anybody though so that's good. there you go yeah. Baby steps. Wait, hold on. This implies <laughs> a history. <laughs> no, let's move past it. Um, <laughs> uh, yes, but we are back here. It is January. Uh, I don't. This is coming out this week. I don't know what day it's coming out, but we're recording on January 10th. First official episode of the new year. Same shit. And this is uh, this is a unique type of uh media that we're reviewing and this is a hollis black pick for sure yep big time so today we're going to be talking about petscop um specifically the first 10 episodes because it's 24 episodes in total um 
Look, we're going to try to describe this for you, but it's going to be fucking tough. I yeah. really recommend yeah. that you like watch it before you get into this. I can't, yeah, I, this is one of the ones that in the intro to this episode, I'm going to be like, look, not only are there spoilers, you there will be just mis, mystifying nonsense that like maybe watch a couple episodes before you even listen to this episode to yeah. get in the mode of what we're talking about big time it, well here I'll, I'll pitch it at yes, you i'll tell you yes. i'll tell you kind of what it is so that it makes more sense um petscop is a let's play and i know that's right at the gate like why would we be discussing a let's play so the thing about it is that it is um it's a less it's a let's play for a perhaps haunted uh lost playstation one game that was never released like literally when it came out it was like episode one, and the entire description just read the game I found. Also, a uh, transcript of the note that came with it, which I can get into the note later. Yes. But the longer you watch, the more you start to realize that, like, oh, the guy playing this and reacting to it, number one, he's not like market, Markiplier hamming it up and going, Wah! whenever there's a jump scare. N no, he's... um just very calm and sedate and he's clearly not making this for youtube he's making this for a friend to show him like yeah when you get home next month maybe we can play this together and you can help me figure out what's going on with this game right. may i interject real quick just one thing for people who sure. might not know off the top of their head what a let's play is basically it's a genre of youtube or some person who makes money doing this somehow plays through a video game and comments on it so it's like if you don't want to buy a video game but you want to see what it looks like through its entirety you can watch a let's play of it so that's yeah, yeah. i just want to make sure everybody knew that just in case <laughs> totally totally continue but yeah so the thing that is so impressive about this uh, about this let's play is that so the game is ostensibly haunted or something something's fucky with it mm -hmm. Um, you know, it's all like pixel graphics on like a kind of 3D world and bad PlayStation one era graphics, big time, big time. And they're all kind of off and just feel bad to look at. Mm -hmm. And, um, the thing it's neat about though, is that we all theorized from jump that like, oh, this isn't a game that someone found. Someone made a video game and then upload footage of themselves playing it, pretending that they found it. Holy shit. You made a game that you're never going to release as a way of telling a narrative. Yeah, That's there's, nuts. There's this whole thing about the weirdness of the game and then the meta of the guy who made this made the game for the, it's not like he, it's not like a game that exists. It's a game that exists for this story. And yeah. it's such a, I tried to explain it. I was really high to two of my neighbors last night. And as soon as I started saying meta, I lost them. But like, <laughs> but like it is, it is a really, and like I was not anticipating being so fascinated with it in the way yeah. that it presents the story. Cause it's big crazy. time. It's, it's also worth noting that it's like, there's no jump scares in it. It's, it's pure atmosphere and confusion. Like I would argue that, that's also part of why I love this series so much is that it's like the first creepy internet thing I've seen that isn't trying to be overtly scary. Right. Like Slender Man or Momo yeah. is going to kill you specifically. Yeah. It's not that. It's, it's not the murderer is going to get you. It's like a David Lynch. Why is that guy talking backwards? Yes. What does exactly. that mean? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, well, yeah, 100%. And you, so you, uh, which is why I had you do the the initial discussion of it here is because obviously you've seen this before. Uh, Many times. <laughs> and, 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 prob and probably read several thousand fucking articles about it and frame by frame paused through it to catch Easter eggs and stuff. And I experienced it yesterday for the first time. And we should also point out that we only did the first 10 episodes because A, it's a lot. Yeah, and well, also something with the episode release, right? That's yes. So um, the days that episodes came come out actually are important. That's another meta part of this is the dates are important, and I'll explain that to you later when we get to the I'm gonna dissect this thing now. Hell yeah, uh, segment. But we should say that we did the first ten because that's kind of like a break point, right? Yeah, because there's about a year between episode ten and episode eleven. Once we get into episode eleven, you're gonna be shocked when it's like, all right. Started up. What do you mean, half an hour? Oh, uh, yes, actually, because it started auto playing on YouTube, and I paused it because I was like, "No, I'm only supposed to watch the first ten. But I saw that runtime, and I was like, "Fuck my life!" Yep. <laughs> yep. 
Uh, and so since this was my first experience with it, and I did binge it, I binged it all. Uh, and they're all episodes varying from eight or nine minutes to two minutes for the first 10, I mm -hmm. would say. Yeah, so that, one's like 15 minutes. It is, it, is, it is something that like a listener could ostensibly like get pretty immersed in pretty quickly if they're curious. Totally. Totally. But, be but because I've never read anything and went into this completely blind, I think I'm going to I'm going to give it a shot and see if I can speed recap what the fuck happened in this. All right, I and wish I you don't luck. I really don't know how I'm going to do this. I'm going to try really <laughs> hard. Okay. All right. And this is three, ep okay. Two, one, speed. All right, it's a let's play. This game looks bad. What does Hollis make me watch? No, it's Hollis. It's going to get weird. That's where Kevin's brain is at immediately. Again, like Hollis said, terrible PS1. Looks like a demo of a game that some game, someone in game design school made. You see this let's play, the guy's talking about the game. He's like, oh, I already got figured a lot of these tricks. Here's the puzzles. Here's how you beat the game. The idea of the game that is the story is based in is some bullshit where you collect random animals that are pets but they're like balls and triangle things and a person's head and like just like weird birds and just stuff and that's the goal is you pick up random gems and you fucking are trying to collect these pets through small little puzzles and then you go down and you go down to a place called oh this is gonna take so long i have to go yeah faster. i have to go faster <laughs> i have to go faster i'm gonna actually it'll be funnier if i just go off the top and not try to do it uh, in order sure he finds himself in a dark plane uh enshrouded in darkness he's wandering around he's commenting on how he can't find anything it took him hours to find anything in the secret part of the game that he unlocked he finds a house there's a child's grave uh he goes oh that's a dead kid uh because the gravestone does say the kid died at like seven uh there's faces on the grave uh, no reason i don't know why there's random uh, uh random cameras pointed at windmills and you don't know why they just stay on the windmills and uh, there's a place where you have to make different faces to make different rooms appear and a lot of cryptic messages come in there's a place where you go in and there's a mirror image and it says quitters room and on the wall in backwards it says do you remember being born i sure don't remember being born at this point you force your neighbor tyler to come in and watch it with you because you need a friend <laughs> and then <laughs> and then and you're really you're really unnerved and the playstation load times uh, because it is a ps1 Game, make everything even more unnerving because there's just long stretches of darkness and then at a certain point shadowy figures come and point into building blocks that say uh uh you can't go back or find me in school or i don't know a lot of cryptic messages it's really scary uh eventually where my brain goes because then i smoke weed i start <laughs> realizing that this is uh i'm not gonna do my whole theory but i think it's I'm, I'm realizing the meta of it and it's a guy who's digging deeper into an insanely shitty looking game to unearth some horrible trauma that happened by a windmill and you keep asking this pink thing questions and sometimes it's red and sometimes it doesn't want to respond and other times it responds and it's fucking weird <laughs> did i get it <laughs> <laughs> panic on your face. I just do this so much. I was I, trying so hard not to laugh at you. <laughs> on the Zoom, if people could see the Zoom, I am recording this actually on Zoom, so maybe I'll release that on Patreon. I don't know how big of a file that'll be, but I realized how much insane shit, like I missed so much of it. Yeah, There's so many it's things incredibly I dense. And it's and, I mean, and the other thing is it's not like I'm recapping plot points. I'm just talking about emotions that I experienced while yeah, being confused, totally. right? Totally. Like you are technically getting a plot, but in a way it's almost a tone poem right. because of how ambiguous everything is. Like Yeah. There is a meaning, at least in the first 10 episodes. After that, there's more meaning, but it like gets way harder to extrapolate everything. Like there, if you go to the Petscop subreddit, there's <laughs> a um, there's like a Google Doc where they like fig they find all the things they can find. It is. Let me take a look here. Do 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 do. One hundred and twenty nine pages long. Uh. Mm -hmm. So no wonder this is your favorite thing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> One thing I actually really wanted to bring up in my, my speedy recap, and I just forgot, but I think is very interesting to me specifically, is the Let's Play energy is like there for like the first couple episodes. And then the guy basically stops talking for a long time or yeah. only, only reacts occasionally and says, weird, like, just like, oh, fuck. Or like, like, what's like, what's that? What's that mean? And like, instead of like saying, so like, here's, like you know trying to do the constant commentary thing he like literally like quiets like there's whole episodes of it where he doesn't speak 
Yeah, yeah. And uh, that'll actually become more of a thing later on. Uh, whenever they started re-uploading again, a lot of us started to get worried, like, where is Paul? We haven't heard him in like right. seven episodes. And and we should let everyone know we are planning on doing a part two of this because mm-hmm. I do want to, I want to, I I didn't watch it yet, but I want to see this to the to the end because what the fuck? But yeah, uh, oh god! I mean, at this point, so they have a any other things that I missed that you want to clear up before we get into our wild theories? Sure, or, like, or, um, or just like just like any? I'm sure I missed a ton of shit in my so, insanity. So one thing that's big and like it starts off a little subtle, and then it almost becomes a jump scare of sorts. Is at a certain point, there's a, what's called the child library. And in order to get in there. <laughs> that phrase, uh-huh. I tried to forget. Thank you. Uh-huh. For, me and Tyler just kept saying it to each other last night. It's like, hey, dude, yep. do I go to the child library? Because <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> so, so the way the child library works, the mechanic there is that there's this room you enter and there is an easel with a canvas on it. And you draw a face on it. You like select an eye, select the other eye, select the spacing, select eyebrows. Eyebrows are weirdly important in this yeah, story. Yeah, they sure are. Um, uh, and most of the faces you could possibly put on are just going to give you a randomly generated room. Yeah, with like but, two objects on a table and uh-huh. like almost nothing else. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And But if you put in certain faces that you've seen in other parts of the world, like... The child's grave. <laughs> yeah, like you, you put on like Mike Hammonds and you get, um, I believe, a car. And then the other thing was just censored out, just a black block over it. Yeah, so like, and then yeah. that becomes like a thing they for the first time we get an out of game screenshot because it's just a black card explaining, like, we have decided we're going to be censoring certain things. Here are the things that you places you may see censorship in the future. That literally fucking was a game changer for me. Yeah. Like, I was like, whoa, yeah, because there's just this black square, like, you know, someone's dick on cable. And it's like, and, uh, and it's like, and I'm like, what the fuck is that supposed? And he doesn't mention it for a while. Yeah. He's just like looking at it. And then that title card pops up of, there's going to be a couple things that we have to censor. And yeah, like, and oh, that's shit. also when Paul starts to get quiet because Paul yeah. is starting to realize they're like, oh, fuck. Some of these things are things that relate to my life specifically. Right. So, and also with the whole, we have decided to censor some things. That's when you first realize that like, oh, Paul isn't uploading these. There is a group unrelated to Paul that's putting these out. Why? Oh, interesting. Okay, because I didn't, I thought that uh, it was, like you had said, it was being filmed for someone specific. Like, I thought it was literally like me and I, I assumed like my brother or my friend who like, when you get back in town, tell me if you missed anything. That's like mm-hmm. a thing that he says at one point. And so I assumed yeah. like this was like a project he was working on with like, yeah, maybe a small group of people or something. Yeah. Yeah, no, it's a, it's a game he found. And then he re- made these recordings with the intention of sending them to his friend. And now someone else is uploading those recordings and we don't know why and we don't know who those other people are oh right because they're I mean, the ones i that kind of do but well, yeah but but like in the in the you know the in the moment in the narrative like at that point you, that title card is the first example of like oh this isn't just a straight up raw video from this like somebody put a title card that somebody else put this title card here we we mm-hmm. the, the royal we yeah uh and that's where I paused it on that screen and Tyler and I just were like, we need to go smoke uh, yeah. <laughs> immediately. Cause like you have no clue what was on that, on that table. And I don't think it even like, maybe it comes up later or there's theories, but I feel like it doesn't fucking matter. It's the idea of something being so traumatizing there. Yeah. Cause the censored. second time it comes up, um, there's a part where he opens a gift box and then something starts to come out and immediately it's blocked out by a big black square. And all you see and is that like, almost feels frightening to that. Know, was, like, I, yeah. Sorry, something, something's in there and I don't know what it is and I'm not allowed to know what it is. But it made Paul immediately go, what the fuck? Yeah, like, oh my and, like, God, like it, genuinely. It him. Yeah, and yeah. it scared me. And like, what, I, what you can see, it's like this big black box, but you see like rotating ends of something red, like something uh-huh. is spinning. But like, it doesn't look like anything, because this whole game looks like shit anyway. So it mm-hmm. could be, it's like Star Fox graphics, like SNES <laughs> Star Fox graphics. Yeah. So it's like, ooh, whatever that could be. But like, that's like the second moment of like, that's the second censorship moment, I believe. And that's the part where like the video just ends right there. Right. And you're just like, what the fuck? 
which leads me to my big theory about it. I don't know if we're getting into theories yet. Yeah, yeah, might as well. I'm uh, very curious to hear your theories, and I'll let you know how close I, you are, and then I'll start unraveling it. I also, I also want to just let listeners know that I, I was very high when I theorized this to Hollis last night, and I thought... <laughs> <laughs> I thought I thought I was doing a voice memo, like recording of my voice talking because I wasn't able to like I didn't feel like I could type as fast as I was thinking because Sativa. Uh, mm-hmm. And instead, I was doing voice to text, which means Hollis got the most unreadable mess of words with no <laughs> periods or commas, some misspellings. I nailed most of the words, I will say, but that was an unholy block of text I sent you, and I'm sorry. <laughs> it was so funny getting that, and then you following sure. up with like, oh shit, I thought that was a voice recording, and it was just like, just this long like block of text about like, yeah, I think this guy made this game. And he's like going through his own trauma. There's child traumas in like. Yeah, and then but then like an occasional missed word because my phone heard it wrong, and then like so it's like why is Thundercats in here or whatever. <laughs> so my theory so far on the first ten episodes, and this is definitely a theory I came up with right after smoking weed. So maybe it sounds a little too up my own ass, but what I think this the narrative of the story is, and you know what, I honestly didn't even put in the like extraneous people being involved with it into this theory and us talking about that title card kind of changes the theory already for me but my initial takeaway was it's a story about first of all it's a mental depiction of the lengths we will go it's a video game visual depiction of the lengths people will go to to bury extreme traumas and in this example it is a trauma that has been buried deep within a very convoluted, random, seemingly unbeatable video game that's not even really finished. And you have to do a bunch of weird specific actions and hope something appears after wandering for an hour to even open the next door to get the next clue. But this guy designed this game uh, to keep this trauma locked away and then forgets about it or has some kind of relapse where that's how he knows how to get through it. And as he's realizing that he's not just playing a video game, he is reliving a very specific trauma that we, 10 episodes in, don't have a lot of information on. We know it's about a girl in a windmill, basically. And where did they go kind of thing. And it's uh, him being too good at his own contraptions it's kind of like Dormammu in Doctor Strange, where the loop, that's the only way you beat Dormammu is Doctor Strange just kept throwing himself and dying at it over and over again. This guy's like stuck in a trauma loop where he buries it deep, but he knows how to access it because he's very analytical. And that's why when he finally gets through all that weird shit and all these strange things that he had to go through to get to that present i mean that 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 box is one of the last episodes that i watched i think that box with the big censored red thing that's when he was oh fuck because he has once again unearthed the trauma and i also had a theory that i don't think holds water now that is partial tangential to that that he is making these videos for himself because like memento like he has that's a that's a theory i had for a minute you know like of like he's saying i hope you figure this out later because i know you're going to go through this again you know, that kind of thing. Like, you tell okay. me when you get back from sanity and you're back here, I hope you figure it out. That was just like a little fun side theory I had. I, I, I scrapped that one pretty quick. But yeah. You were correct to I think I, that. Yeah. <laughs> I, think, I think metaphorically, though, I do think that it is a lot about burying trauma uh, and, and hiding trauma away in a lot of ways. I also think there's a lot I don't understand about it still. So uh, you're chewing something, so I'll keep talking. But <laughs> no, I'm good. I swallowed it. Okay. Okay. Uh, so uh, you tell me what you think about my bullshit. Okay. So you're wrong, but you're closer than than I would have expected you to be. Fuck yeah, dude. Um. So for one, this was made by somebody else. I know who the creator is. I won't tell you yet because you'll learn right over the course of the series, but. I, I gotta be a little coy about this because you don't want to spoil I, the, the next episode. Yeah, but to give a, a coy but accurate answer, this game was not made to bury trauma. This game right. was made to reveal something that has been repressed. 
Uh, that's, that's what I meant, though. Like, yeah, like, that's the thing. It's like, it's a repressed thing that he's, like, trying to get to, right? And also, more specifically, well, not even necessarily repressed. Um, like, yeah, that too. But it also was made to unearth a crime. I've got that vibe so far. Because there's been, a, there hasn't been, like, overtly any talk of a crime, a specific crime. But there's been a lot of, like, you can never go home like yeah. the pat you'll never change the past energy uh so i feel like there's a dead kid and someone's at fault <laughs> yes yeah all right so ready for me to start unraveling some wild shit let's go baby let's go the floor is yours take all it away right. they them so um this is a, a bit of a controversial theory um uh, actually matt pat the game theorist made a whole video about it and the petscop community we're like, yeah, you got some points, but also shut up. You're very annoying. And they're <laughs> correct. Um, but this game is making reference to a real life murder. Oh, really? Yes. Okay. Um, and that's like a well, like like a well publicized one, or like semi. Okay. Okay. So I won't ask any more about that because I'm sure that's the reveal. But okay. So there was a gal named Candace Newmaker in real life. Uh-huh. And uh, she, so she was going in and out of foster homes and she got adopted by this foster mother who wasn't the kindest to her and also felt that Candace had a hard time like accepting me as mom. So I'm right. going to put her through a therapy for it. And they did something called rebirthing therapy. I've heard of this. It's fucked up. Yeah, so it's, it's not good. Yeah, let the listeners know is, about this fucking awful shit. Yeah, I'm going to just say right <laughs> at the gate, um, huge content warnings for what I'm about oh, to explain. Let me type that down. Um, violence <laughs> and murder. Yeah, let me, let, me, let me just write that down. Keep going. Sure. So what rebirthing therapy is, is they try to s simulate what it's like to be born in a way as like a means of quote unquote resetting a kid. Maybe now you'll be attached to your new mom. And so that means putting them in like a narrow, like fabric and then pushing your entire weight onto the kid to recreate like the trauma of like being in like, well, in the womb and being pushed out. And being too big for the womb and, and needing to exit by any means necessary. Yeah. And they started doing this to Candace. They did this for over an hour. She was begging to be let out she how, how old on herself uh how, I, I think seven. Oh jesus yeah she she had vomited on herself she had other excretions and she was begging to like please stop i can't breathe and they kept calling her you, they kept going are you gonna quit are you a quitter oh fuck you yeah and oh no and they killed that girl Wow, and, like she like suffocated or something. Yes. Jesus fucking Christ. When was, do you remember? Because the year in the game, it says like 95 or something. It was in the 90s. It was like 96 or something. I don't remember the exact date. I probably so that, But that, 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 it, it, in the game, like it's, it's pretty established that like this is some like 90s. So like this is mm -hmm. uh, it's probably like 95, 96. And so it's about that real world crime that happened that probably sort was of. I mean, it's, it's based on it. It sounds like sort of. Okay. I'll, I'll elaborate more on that in a sec. Um, Cause like, yeah. So this real life thing happened and obviously those doctors had their licenses revoked and they were arrested. Yeah. Jesus. They were released from jail the same day that episode two was put out when the cellar door opened. No. Yes. For the listeners, the cellar door is when you get from the silly, happy, fun part of the game where you're collecting bullshit rubies and you to go the underground. The underground, which is also we should preface the new maker is the new. That's a that's a phrase that comes up in the game a lot, and yes. that's her last name. I didn't even. Yes. But yeah, that's that was a big key for me. Yes. So it's worth noting that the thing about the new maker thing is that yes, those are deliberate references. But where things get kind of fucked up is that once people glom onto that, they, they tend to think, oh, that's what this whole thing is about. And right. it isn't. It's really just being invoked as a means of kind of setting some thematic stuff. And right. as a very explicit way of going, this is about child abuse. That's yes. what this story is about. 
And um, the creator of this, um, he he revealed himself like the day after the last episode came out, and then he uploaded the soundtrack. I uh, saw that. That was his most recent upload. Was the uh -huh. soundtrack, and I was like, I don't remember anything musically from this fucking game except a few tones that scared me. Oh, uh, there's a lot of fun music. I've, oh, the, the 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 game part of the game does have really cheesy, shitty PS One yeah. music. I do remember that. Yeah. So. Um, yeah, so the, the actual creator, his name is Tony. You can find him on Twitter. Uh, it's at Pressed, like P-R-S-S-E-D. Mm. Yes. Pressed, yes. Okay. That's Tony. I wouldn't follow him until after you finished reading all of the, or watching all of this, because, sure. like, don't spoil it for yourself. But uh, he confirmed that, like, yes, those were deliberate references to Candace Newmaker. And honestly, I regret making them because... I don't think it was right of me to invoke an actual tragedy in that kind, way. Kind of seeming like he was that. seeming like he was like capitalizing on someone else's horrific, like a totally. horrible trauma. Yeah, I, I can totally. see that. Yeah. Um, there's one part before you go into more. I'm sure you have tons more, but there's one thing I actually wanted to genuinely ask you, just because it it it, th it threw me for a loop, and I rewound it a couple times just to like, and turn the volume up to see why he said it, it was the first time. I don't remember exactly what was happening, but the uh, what's the the guy who's doing the voice uh, in Paul. it? Was Paul. He says something where he goes, "Oh, that door's not there anymore." But then again, it was 2006, so mom might have changed it since then. Yeah. Then, first yeah. time. No, I didn't know what the f that shit. Okay, is there? Yeah, that's important. Sh should that make sense to me by episode 10 at all, or is that something that comes up later? Um, so that's about all you're going to get from it. Basically, what you learn from that moment is that, oh, this game has been in the family. And oh, Paul, that Paul's, Paul's mother played this game at some point, and there used to be a door there. And that's why Marvin tried to walk there. Yeah. Oh, my God. You know, it's, and you know, what? going back to my, you know, wild theory that I just like made on a whim. Mm -hmm. you, like, if you think about what I was thinking the thing was representing, I was like, oh, 2006, he must have uh, found a way to like he like mom did something like mom got me in a program that stopped that door from opening all the time. So like, so like, mm -hmm. like oh, that's right. That's right. That's why I can't go back in there is because I, I fixed that part of my brain. Uh, the other doors are still open, but that's right. 2006. That's right. I got electroshock therapy or whatever the fuck, you know, like that's kind of now I was like, I'm just piecing it into my thing before because I, that just like was so out of nowhere that it threw me off so hard. Anti yeah. I was like, what the fuck? Yeah, no, that was a very literal thing. Um, it, Paul's mom had the game and has played it and the layout of the game used to be different. Is this something that we should know from just watching it because I, I feel like, is this like something that should have been apparent to me or is it like you have to do research to find this stuff? That's the first time that they make reference to it. Um, I think upon one rewatching and two, like just seeing how things go, it starts to become more clear. Yeah. That's, um, okay. that's interesting. Cause yeah, especially like once you go up from 10, cause I'm already thinking that we should probably just do part two next week. Uh, okay. <laughs> but we'll talk about that later. Uh, yeah, okay. Cause that's, cause that's the thing is that every little detail is really important to the point that like my viewing of episode one is so different from yours because sure. I notice a million little things. Like for example, in the room where, um, where there's like the flower and, and the yeah. rain cloud, uh, the plot of land, you'll notice that like the plot of land seems like they didn't put the acid in right because it continues going all the way down. Yeah, where the where there's the flowers come, where the flowers coming out of? You mean mm -hmm. that part? Yeah, yeah, there's like this hole in the ground or something. Yeah. Essentially, and I and I know why that's there. You know, like <laughs> that's not a graphical error. Stay you know? tuned next week, everybody. Uh, um, <laughs> that. And, so yeah, but it is kind of when I was watching this, I also it made me think a lot of our Doki Doki Literature Club episode where you were watching it for the Xteenth time and I was mm -hmm. going through it for the first time. So we did have dramatically different viewings of it. Totally, totally. Um, In fact, this time I was I almost hated watching it this time because right. I got I got bored. I've this is the third time I've recorded a podcast about the first ten episodes of Petscop. Are you serious? And this is the first time it'll actually be put out. <laughs> third time's a charm when it comes yeah. to weird, creepy pasta that you have an excessive yep. amount of knowledge about. Yep. I mean, if you got more, now's oh, the time. Oh, I sure do. I sure yeah, let's do. go. Let's go okay, without so. without spoiling anything for the stuff I haven't seen yet. Yeah, no, no, no. I'm gonna I'm going to pretend that everything after ten doesn't exist yet. Okay. Okay. Um. So it's also worth knowing at one point you even messaged me like, good grief and alas, 
Big, yeah, written on the wall. That's a reference to Daisy Head Maisie by Dr. Seuss. That is something that she says. I, I assumed it was Charlie Brown and he was yeah, upset. He, that's why I was like, you're closer than you realize. <laughs> it is a pop culture reference. It's a reference to Daisy Head Maisie. Um, One curse, two curse, rebirth, new birth. Ha! <laughs> But she, uh, I'm trying to make this still a comedy show. <laughs> <laughs> but um, that's one of the things is that that's also kind of quoted in a subtle way. You'll notice there's care A, B, and NLM. Yeah. That's, well, yeah. that's a <sighs> thing in Daisy Head Maisie is before she like learns to come to grips with the fact that she has a daisy permanently attached to her head and people do care about her. She cries and screams, nobody loves me. NLM. NLM. I thought that was no lives matter. Like all those cool guys on the internet who are actually racist, but they think everyone equally sucks, but they're actually racist. Yep. Yep. (laughs) Fun fun aside. (laughs) Yeah, that, okay. That was actually, so care, we should, uh, this is probably a huge, this is a big classic Monica backtrack. We should Mm -hmm. just say the names of the people that are involved, like the characters in this game. Yeah. So Mike is the dead kid, right? Yes. Michael Hammond. Mike Hammond is dead. He was a gift. Uh, he's got, you could see his grave early on in the series. Mm-hmm. There's care. And, yes. then a, and then at a certain point, there's more cares, which I, yeah, that, that confused me. A, B, and NLM. Um, so here's another interesting thing with care is, so in episode two, uh, you know, he goes up, he, he finds this giant flower in the cellar and he starts picking the petals. And right. the screen alternates between being a shade of red and being normal every time he picks it, as in, loves me loves me not Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. once fully picked you go down and she has gone from crying to being fully like glitched out like her face looks like burnt almost like it's really jarring to look at yeah anyway later in episode eight we start off with some demo footage in which we see yeah back at the beginning and he goes on a treadmill if you play that side by side with the daisy picking scene Every time he does something on the treadmill, it corresponds to the time that Paul has picked a flower. The game is recording what Paul does and is throwing it back at him. Wow. It times up exactly. That's crazy. Yeah, because for the the listeners who maybe didn't watch all of it before listening to this, there is a a puzzle early on in the game part of the game that involves uh, manipulating a treadmill to make a numerical puzzle fix, basically. In order and, to catch Pen. Yeah, in order to catch Red. mathematician. Also, Pen is deaf. It's also worth noting that you do have to trick every single pet in order to catch them. And uh-huh. it's kind of fucked the longer you think about it. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Like, Especially uh, once you get the bird, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Topheth or Topher Grace or Topheth. whatever the fuck. <laughs> I kept calling him Topher because I couldn't fucking remember. It was this game is blowing my mind at every fucking <laughs> conceivable turn that I was like the red bird and the fucking chess piece that answers questions. Like, I don't know what anything is. Yeah, okay. Oh, yeah. So we could we should keep bringing on the characters. So then there's Care, who is presumably an abused kid. There is... Let's just call her Quitter for now. I know who that is, but I won't say yet. Which have, is I, the, have I seen Quitter? In the Quitter room. Oh, yeah, that's the, ref- the mirror. The reflection. The, mirror, the reflection that follows you around and mm-hmm. sometimes weird music plays and makes my skin crawl and, and want to do drugs. Do, 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 you stop do, at this do, do. instant. <laughs> if I keep going, I'm hard. <laughs> yeah, um, okay. So yeah, that's Quitter. And we don't know much about Quitter yet. Yeah, there's Marvin who... Um, yeah, who the fuck is Marvin again? Um, Marvin is the green-headed one. He is the shadow we saw making the windmill disappear. I hated that scene. That was yeah. the scariest thing yeah. in the the whole series so far for me, was that almost, fixed camera almost, angle. Almost any fucked up moment throughout the whole series that makes you go, no, is a moment that Marvin has done. I would argue that Marvin is the villain of the game. I'm actually going to pull up our, our texts from last night real quick because I want to read verbatim the series of messages I sent to you when the windmill thing happened. It's not really a very plot heavy. It's just a genuine emotional reaction I had and I said to you because that point Tyler wasn't keeping me safe. Uh, <laughs> I said, 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 uh, oh my God, the shadowy figure by the windmill, fuck. Fuck this. I'm fucking scared. No, stop. (laughs) (laughs) 
like the worst got, tele the worst telegram you could ever fucking get and i don't remember what i said you I laughed at me and said fuck yes fuck yes yeah i believe that yep that sounds like me yeah and then later on you were like trying to like prod me into thinking about the series as a whole and you're like what themes pop out at you and i was like i don't know uh, trauma child abuse repression and you're like dope <laughs> <laughs> hell yeah dude you fucking dude you're on the right track dude. it's gonna make you feel bad and it's gonna get worse tomorrow <laughs> yeah so there's also marvin who is there's marvin who is presumably the one behind a lot of the shitty things like most of the notes that you find in the child library are usually written by marvin yeah there is tiara who we don't know much about but tiara makes references to rebirthing that like says things like some people can be damaged beyond rebirthing, which is a, a chilling thing to say. Oof. Um, Care presumably has been abused by Marvin. Yes. Um, and then there's Rainer, who is yeah, that one threw real me also. important, but you don't know who he is yet. So I'm not going to allow His name's only really popped up a few times and it hasn't been made explicit that you're supposed to know why. Yeah, yeah, point. yeah. You're not meant to. At this um, point, okay. But he's incredibly important. Um, and I think, and then we have our pets, which most yeah, of them yeah, don't seem pets. to do anything. They're just around. Like there's that ball and there's uh, the yeah, bird seems- Amber. Yeah, the, of course. Why wouldn't it be? <laughs> and then Tonin or Topher or whatever, the, that bird seems vaguely important. Yeah, Tonith. Uh, so Tonith is a red bird with a broken leg. And it's one of the first moments where like even the pets seem broken. Like here, mm. I'll read it. Um, because most of them, yeah, when this you open a, it up, you have like a big, like just a cutesy description. Uh, like a Pokemon, if you like pulled up your Pokedex and like Bulbasaur has a seed plant on its back at birth, like that kind of thing. Like, yeah. like that kind of energy is what it comes with, but his is very specific. Yeah, so his, when you open his description, you get a bunch of different things and some of them even like flow over the screen like in a game-breaking way. In a do says, Doki Doki Literature Club way. Yeah, it says, a bird. I think I forgot what birds look like. Funny, stupid blob monster, says Mike. That's what it is. Painter painting puzzle catch randis first has broken leg for some reason i already hung him on a wall too late to take it back it makes me think about the dog actually because when the car hit him i thought at least it'll be over soon he survived it and i was the only one who still wanted to put him down a dog is an innocent when that dog wags, wags its tail and appears happy it's not real i guess that's toneth then Toneth, 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 toneth. The end. It's yucky outside. Now, if I am to do a Patreon preview teaser clip for this episode, the only way I'm using that speech is if I put fucking yakety sacks underneath it. But yeah, that because that was some fucking chilling shit. And there's yeah, there's some really weird like it doesn't come up until later in the first ten. Uh, but there is some pretty fucking haunting text screens in this. Yes, few yeah. and far between, but they do come up. Mm -hmm. Uh, I don't know if we had any more specific ones that we should talk about that are like relevant yet, but holy goddamn. Uh, I do remember at a certain point there was a, see, I thought as I was texting you, live texting you about this, you know, all my things that I was just like jumping to conclusions about, there's a lot of stuff that gave me like, I thought for a second because of the date, I was like, is this about Columbine? Because there was a lot of talk of being in a school basement. And I was like, oh, this is 95. Columbine was 99. Never mind. <laughs> I literally was like, no, no, no. Canonically, it's not about Columbine. Okay. <laughs> but yeah, there was, it was a lot. Like, I was getting, like, all kinds of different types of, like, there was child abuse stuff. There was, like, school shooting stuff. Like, just the energy of it. And that's why, mm -hmm. going back to how you were saying it, it's just basically a tone poem where the fact that I don't know exactly what's happening yet doesn't even fucking matter because I still feel crazy. Yeah, it's also worth noting that, like, you know, I have finished the series. I've read a whole bunch of theories and, right. like, breakdowns. I've read an interview with the creator, and um, I don't entirely know what all of it's about. And, and I think that's it's, kind it's, of intentional. You're supposed to not really know. Um, Tony even came out and said that, like, yeah, there's some some questions I'm just not going to answer. There are times when, like, fans came up with ideas that I liked better than what I had in mind, and right. I'm not going to correct them. And what you pull out of this is kind of the most important thing. And, and, I, and I, I do think that. 
And I'm sure, and I'm sure you've probably come across this in your research. I'm sure there's like a subsection of people who are into this that need it to be a whole thing that they know every fact about and makes sense to yes. them because it's the people that like when they see a movie like in Bruges where yeah. at the very end of in Bruges Colin Farrell gets shot but he's being put into an ambulance and he just says I really hope that I wouldn't die and it fades to credits mm -hmm. like you're supposed to not know if he died mm -hmm. it's just he knew he wouldn't he was in hell because Bruges was hell to him like that's the thing you're supposed to go away with it but there's people and I used to be one of these people that would like no because he got shot here here that's not fatal uh so and they indicated here like I know the the filmmaker was trying to say that he didn't he didn't die or or conversely like he definitely sure. died like there's people that need that answer and it's like to detach from that and just absorb it like having the extra information is great but to try to make it a complete story with like what where you can like get a hundred percent on a quiz if you were pop quizzed about it you know mm -hmm. i think that would detract from it and that's what i really yeah. liked about it a lot oh, totally so. totally uh let's see some other little things that i found from the first 10 that i think are interesting one is kind of neat is uh in episode eight or nine it's pretty shortly after the 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 note from toneth about the dog uh right. he's in this segment where there's these tunnels and every now and then a car will pop out. Yeah. A red car and a blue car. Um, if you break it down to have red mean zero and blue mean one. Oh my God. And you type that in binary. Boo. There is. A, <laughs> I'm sorry. Keep going. There, there is only one Google result for that exact binary code, which is a, an essay entitled zero one. I forget the exact code. Sure. Zero one 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 zero whatever. Colon digital immortality that is mm -hmm. i see this is where I, all right <laughs> the sheer exasperation i just watched you go through here's the thing is like i love easter eggs trust me i love it when there's nuance that's that kind of shit where i start going like I mean, I guess it's just autism, right? Is that what it is? I don't know. Like, what is? Like, I don't know. Maybe that's why I can't wrap my head around it because I'm like, who the fuck? How? What? Who? I bet this is. I bet these cars are binary code. Like, what? And then like, there's a thing. And then like, and like, if that's like, I love that passion, and at the same time, it infuriates me because it's like you're hiding your art. You know what I mean? It's like, I don't, I, it's what's the old Doug Stanhope bit where he goes, I have the cure for cancer, but I've hidden it in this Rubik's cube. You know, it's like, <laughs> it's like, I kind of want you to just give me the thing. Like, but I also do appreciate that shit. Cause that's what creepypasta stuff is all about. Yeah, totally. Cause I was going to say like, for me, it just seems so obvious. Like, Oh, there's oh, of course. two types of cars. Well, it's binary and ARGs constantly do shit like this. So like yeah, for me, it's just like immediately like, yeah, yeah, that's what these do. So you also, have, that's actually, that's the other thing is that you have more experience with, uh, with our ARGs. So like, that's mm -hmm. the thing that like, it's kind it's of like second nature to me. Yeah. Yeah. It's like when I fucking dunk on somebody in smash bros, They're like, how do you do that? It's like, I, cause I spend way too much time playing this mm -hmm. with, with mm -hmm. other people who really love this Yeah, yeah, <laughs> and, yeah. and we feed off each other. And then I, then I jump into fucking uh rocket league and i don't know what the fuck i'm doing and i yell about binary code <laughs> <laughs> so that is that i mean i it's cryptic and it, it's frustrating to me but i also do love that i do genuinely yeah. love that uh, so so i guess here's the big question yes to figure out. i know the answer but i do want to hear like what you think about this because okay. one of the big things is that paul is like this game is trying really hard to make me feel like there's a presence in it or it's haunted or something. And it's like watching what, him a little bit. What do you think is going on? Because like, yeah, there are moments where some, oh yeah, like Mike is also kind of a character. Whenever the, the, the tool turns pink and suddenly is like, turn off PlayStation. Yeah. Marvin hurts me when the PlayStation is yeah, on. Yeah, that shit, man. That you know? one was, and like, that that's was not, and that's like not a normal like interaction. It almost makes it seem like something's in there. And Paul's trying to convince himself that maybe not though. So my question is, what do you think is going on? Do you think that there is a presence in the game? Do you think it's haunted? Do you think it's coded that way? Uh, Why I, do you think it's acting the way? I, will say, I would say uh, probably before we had this discussion, I would have a different answer, which I already gave, which I had my theory. After the discussion, this might not be even in the right lane at all because you're specifically talking about haunting. I'm thinking about schizophrenia slash multiple personalities at this point a little bit I, i'm just thinking that just because i feel like 
this guy's like, let me, you know, the let me know when you get back and you want to talk about it more. And then like the other personality put up the thing. I feel like, cause it's clearly someone who's not well, like it's not, they're, they're, they're mentally, it's going, they're going crazy playing this game. Cause it's, and whether it's them being actually insane or someone trying to make them insane or something, some entity making them insane, fucking the wagging of your eyebrows just now. Jesus. <laughs> got so fucking hard. Uh, <laughs> I, I don't know. Maybe I think there is a little bit of uh, uh, I think there's a little bit of like a, a haunt or malicious AI thing going on. Okay. Which is interesting because it is PS1 era graphics, which makes me think like it's got to be shitty AI if it's if it's that mm. processing power. I don't know. I don't. I really don't know. Like I thought. Okay. I don't. I never really thought haunting. I thought insanity more than anything, and or like you know what I mean, like presence. I I, I thought it was insanity, but now that I'm like, now that we've talked about it more, I could definitely see some outside force whether it's another part of his, you know, another person who lives in him, like the chick from Doom Patrol or, <laughs> a, or, or a ghost or a fucking some malicious entity trying to manipulate him into revealing uh, this horrible thing that they had to censor for the mm -hmm. viewing public. I can see that happening, but I honestly don't know. And that's why I want to watch the rest of this shit. Sure. <laughs> that's kind um, of where I'm at. What do you, do you think, am I even closer? Do you think like I'm way off? Uh, it's you're, a really hard thing to put a fucking You're you're off on the mental illness angle. Yeah, yeah. Um just like Paul might be mentally ill, but being mentally ill doesn't cause the game to react differently, you know? Right. And I guess the 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 reason that I thought that uh, initially is because I pictured it in the se in the sense of a tone poem like yeah it is like it metaphorical is, things could be happening yeah like it's a fucking terry gilliam imaginarium of shit I, like, like yeah i i can confirm that it's not that um okay everything is happening okay um, so yeah it does it does then if that is the case then which is not really a spoiler uh it's just, just you know, like i don't think that's a spoiler for the listeners that no. that it's not insanity uh i think that definitely there's some uh God, I, wa I seriously watched something recently that was very much kind of about this and I cannot remember what it is right now and it's driving me insane. But yeah, I, l I think there's definitely uh, some, I don't know, what we, like The Ring, but like a way different, more complicated version of The Ring going on maybe. Like okay. the, game, the game changes hands, it's passed down to the family, mm -hmm. uh, keeps changing to, to suit whoever's playing it, adding new stuff, taking stuff away. Uh, it's a very, it's a much better script than The Ring. How about that? <laughs> uh, that's where that's, I'm at right now. That's where I'm at right now. That's fair. I'll, I'll say you're not far and I'm not going to say more than that. And I think maybe that is where we, we close the episode out because I think, I think so. we should put part two out soon. Sure. Because uh, I, I really want to watch the rest of this. That part will be a lot more fun to, for me to watch because that's where I've rewatched it less and it'll be kind of fun to notice things again. Hell yes. Uh, okay, so before we get to the, the wrapping ups of all of the things, do, uh, do we recommend, I mean, we already told people that they should probably have at least watched it to listen to this episode, but yeah. would you recommend this to somebody? And if, if you would, who would I, they be? I constantly recommend it to everyone and no one ever watches it. So that's yeah. part of why I was like, I'm making this happen. <laughs> this episode. I'm genuinely glad you pitched it though, because I am fascinated with this. This is since Doki Doki. This is the most affected by a piece of media that we've gone through that I've felt. And I recommended it to three people last night and all of them went, Oh, that sounds interesting. None of them are going to watch it. <laughs> well, no, actually Tyler does want to finish it. So maybe we'll have Tyler on for episode two, if we could figure out how to record that. I don't know. Uh, but yeah, I, so like, I would only recommend it to like friends like you, like, like yeah, totally. or like Nadav or like, like somebody that I know is into this shit. I would never like try to like, that wouldn't be a thing. Like if I was trying to pick up a chick at a bar, I'd be like, have you seen Petscop? I would never know. <laughs> Not even kind of close. <laughs> Yep. Um, uh, I was having a hard time also thinking about something I would recommend in its stead that might be more uh, like wide, more mass appeal or wide, like wide appeal. You know what I mean? Like sure. something in that vein. I was having a hard time thinking of that. Can you think of anything like that? That like not this. I have two. Two. Okay. Um, the first isn't really similar, but I just want to plug it because 
I think it's worth plugging. Is it your Twitter um, handle? <laughs> no, it's um, my my buddy Jed's band, uh, huh. Post Nothing. Their, the last album they put out was called New Emotional Fascism. And they sample Petscop on the album. And yes. Jed is like a buddy who I would talk to about Petscop. He's the only one I know who has dissected it as hard as I have, which is why I kind of want to get him on next episode. Would Would Jed be okay with us using that song as like the outro for this episode? I imagine like a he like would a sample be, of it. A sample. I of imagine it? he totally would. Uh, like I can ask him, but I can't imagine he'd say no. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just let um, him know. Let him know it's for Patreon and that uh, 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 I'm profiting off of it. <laughs> <laughs> um, the other thing I'd recommend is like. Mulholland Drive, like just oh, some, yeah. just any David Lynch movie, because it's just that thing of like, yeah, you don't get the answers, and you're not really supposed to have them anyway. Or that, or that, uh, what, what happened? The to, what happened to Jack, or whatever that short film he did with the monkey, where it's like, yeah, that I, felt like a pet scop energy, because it was only like twenty minutes or whatever, right? You're like, not wrong. Yeah, man, I sure did want to enjoy that. I I watched it and found it fascinating that someone let him make it. Yeah. <laughs> Which That's is great. how I feel about a lot of David Lynch. <laughs> I was trying to think, I really can't think, I want to think of like something from my realm of anything that like has that energy. Like Lynch is probably the best example, I would say. Uh, and then honestly, like Doki Doki Literature Club. <laughs> like we already yeah. talked about it at length. And if you've been listening since the beginning of this of Fun Hinge, then you already know. But like, it's something that is on that level and maybe, and it also has that slow burn to it. Like, cause totally. the first half of Doki Doki is the most boring shit in the world. And then it becomes the craziest thing. So mm -hmm. maybe that, I don't know. Uh, but I think, I think we're going to, we should call it, we should do our plugs. Sure. And we were absolutely like in the next week, put out part two, because I, okay. I really want to watch the rest of this and talk about it. All right. <laughs> um, so of course, until then, you can follow me at KB Anderson. Yo, you can listen to my other podcast, Bleak and Review for free every Friday on the Unpops Network. Hollis, where can people find you? You can find me at It's Hollis Black on all the socials. I'm and around sometimes. That's that, and they ain't lying. <laughs> <laughs> this is, uh, this has been a great episode and I'm, genuinely really excited we'll talk we're i'm gonna stop recording and we're gonna say our goodbyes and we're gonna keep talking all right sounds good <laughs> all right we'll see you very soon everybody until then don't rebirth your children <laughs> <laughs>